Olsen fakes it for Pat and yes, touchdown to Greg Olsen. Wilson just got it away. There's Keith Lee. Touchdown, Carolina. Hello, welcome to the BNB Reaction Show. This is Brian and Brad recapping the Panthers and Bears game today. And honestly, it kind of sucked. Yes, it sucked very much. So the Panthers lost 23 to 16, and they were marred by the same red zone problems they've been marred with for the last couple weeks, you know, Falcons aside, but that's the Falcons and they're bad. Um, Overall, the Panthers really should have won this game. Like, were it not for the red zone issues, um, really weird play calling in the red zone on top of that. Like, it wasn't even just like they struggled in the red zone. It was like they they just they were they were driving well on the drives that went well, and then like when they got to the red zone, they like almost got in their own way. And I don't know. It's just. It's kind of mind blowing. Like I, like I, like I said, I had a two hundred fifty dollar bet with with Billy that the Bears would win this game. But after watching the entire game, I'm still kind of pissed. Like the Panthers yeah. should have won this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have a little bit of a consolation prize, but in, a full credit to the Bears. They have one of the league's best red zone defenses. Like I'm not going to to pin all of the blame on Carolina not being good enough in the red zone because Chicago is actually good on defense their front seven is is really good but still um we just couldn't get anything going we couldn't do anything uh, i mean the game opened with a loss one yard loss on a mike davis carry a teddy bridgewater sack that probably could have been a safety but they ruled him just outside the one yard line and then an interception returned to like i think like the six or seven yard line so and then the Bears scored a touchdown like two two or three plays later. And we should have known at that point that we were in for a long day because that much stuff that goes wrong that quickly and that close together, it just it was just a, a shitty, terrible day for for Carolina. And you know, I'm not mad that we lost. I'm mad that we lost the way we did because we should have won the game. Like you said, the defense played pretty well, all things considered. I mean, you know, they gave up that one touchdown on on a seven-yard drive. That's all the field that Chicago had. And other than that, I mean, we forced them into kicking field goals. We did give up a touchdown in the second half, but, um, you know, they had two key stops on third down late in the game, and they gave Teddy Bridgewater and the rest of the offense two tries at the end to tie the game at 23, and the offense just choked it away both times. So, you know, you can't really be yep. mad at, at the defense. Um, I think no, the, defense, really, you know, the defense did everything they could have today. I mean, at least as far – like, it'd be different if this was a top five, like, defensive unit as far as, uh, you know, like being – talented and vaunted but they're not they're not that like i think that today's defense was uh like did the best they absolutely could and there's i don't have any fault for them whatsoever so i agree there yeah i mean they did this with no k1 short uh they did this with um 
Justin Burris going out early. Uh, he, I'm still not sure what's going on there. He left with an injury. Um, it so actually kind of not to derail you too hard, but it actually kind of looked like it might be some kind of interior injury. Mm-hmm. That kind of scared me a little bit the way he was like, his, he was standing yeah, he was upright. holding his chest and his rib cage, but he was standing upright and they still pulled the card out for him. So I'm really hoping he didn't like rupture his spleen or something. I'm thinking it could be if I'm thinking the best case scenario is maybe a broken rib or something. Um, Cause you know, it's almost impossible to breathe with a broken rib. So maybe they were just being precautious there. That's what I hope. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, the hope is that it's something like that because we, we need him back there in the secondary. Um, but yeah, I thought the defense played well. Uh, I just, Teddy Bridgewater just didn't have it today. I mean, he just, today was not his day. Well, he was sacked four times and clearly Chicago figured out his, uh, like what he does in the pocket. Cause they sacked him at least once where they knew where he was going to step up in the pocket and they just like hit him. Um, he also had to run a lot. He ran eight times today, which is a, pretty high for him. Um, yeah. Overall, just the offense just wasn't really clicking. But again, this was a really good Chicago defense. But you, you'd still – they had too many opportunities to, to win the game, and they just didn't. And, you know, yeah, that's and, where I'm kind of disappointed. End, I mean, they, they had two, tr- two tries at the end within three minutes to, to tie the game, and they couldn't do that, you know. On fourth down, Teddy overthrew DJ Moore, and if he would have thrown that a little bit better, it was probably the game tying touchdown. Uh, you know, oh, DJ, it al- been- yeah, DJ almost made a heroic catch to save the drive, but he just couldn't hang on to it. But yeah, a better I was throw gonna say that. Touchdown. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, if he if he threw that even a little bit less, like a little bit less power on it, that's an easy catch for DJ Moore, and at the very least, you're in scoring distance again. But that's been the that's been the story. I mean, for the most part, for the Panthers' offense this year, aside from Fal- the, against the Falcons, which again they're not a good team, they are not good at scoring in the red zone. I don't know what it is, but like their their play calling just like shuts down in the red zone and it drives yeah. me fucking crazy. I think it's a combination of two things. One, well, let's exclude Chicago being good at red zone defense because I, that's part of it today. But as an overall picture of why they've struggled for the last couple of weeks, it has it's not that relevant. Uh, I think it's one they don't have Christian McCaffrey, so they can't be creative. Um, you know, Mike Davis isn't as dynamic as Christian McCaffrey. Mike Davis is the um, the hammer, while Christian McCaffrey is the um, the more finesse tool. And he's the everything else. Yeah, he's the everything else. And Mike Davis is the hammer that you bring out when you just need to drive a nail. And, um, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey's the Swiss Army knife. He can do anything else. So they're, they're missing that um, that creativity without having him there. And I think also today, especially, they didn't have Curtis Samuel. Um, you know, and I know that you and John both hate Curtis Samuel, but I think missing Curtis Samuel today was a bigger deal than than we want to admit or realize because that's one more like we had to rely on Keith Kirkwood on third down. And today was his first game playing in a Panthers uniform. So I think that had a little bit to do with it, too. 
Well, it also took away from the running back depth as well. When yes, because we couldn't put we couldn't put Curtis Samuel in at running back to to give Mike Davis a breather. We had to use Trenton Cannon and uh, Alex Arma, which there's nothing wrong with those two options, but neither one of those are Curtis Samuel. Yeah, specifically, it really came up on the reverse where they ran it to Trenton Cannon. Um, I even though like I'm not as high on Curtis Samuel as I used to be, I feel like he would have run that better than Trenton Cannon. Um, yeah, I think he would have gained more than one yard. Yeah, yeah, like it. The Panthers are kind of depleted in the running back situation, so Curtis Samuel was sorely missed, sorely missed in that regard. And obviously, last week he had a couple, he had several really big catches on third down. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's. I was kind of expecting better from the Panthers offense but at the same time like i think this kind of measured our expectations of what they are which is just like yeah. a team that plays higher than their than their talent level because of coaching and the red zone struggles aside i mean they stuck in the game with the with the bears for a long time bears are five and one yeah the um, bears are no pushover they're they're sneaky good this year so there's no shame in losing uh it's just disappointing that we lost the way we did like I mean, if the Bears would have just come out and beat the crap out of us, I think I would be less upset than I am right now um, because right. We, we could have and arguably should have won this game. And, you know, I feel I kind of feel bad for Teddy because he had an opportunity to prove that he can be a winner, quote unquote, and a uh, and not just a game manager. I know Jonathan Vilma talked about that a lot in the broadcast for some reason, <laughs> um, but you know, he could have taken that step to prove to a lot of Panthers fans that, hey, he's the guy, and he didn't do that today. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately. And I still think that, he's all right. I mean, this my opinion of Teddy did not change because of one game. So it's unfortunate because it's like the classic Panthers, like sixth week curse where they, uh, over the last three seasons, they come out and they like overperform expectations. And then all of a sudden the national media is talking about him. Like uh, there were tweets out there that Teddy Bridgewater was outperforming Patrick Mahomes and like Deshaun Watson. And then this week they just like shit the bed. So, okay. Well, whoever said that needs to have their credentials taken away because that's ridiculous. Statistically speaking, he was outperforming Patrick Mahomes on a few different things, but it, it wasn't like, a, a crazy claim. Let me find it real quick. Hold on. I'll uh, I'll put that to bed. Okay. Now, like, if you if you say something like he had a higher completion percentage than Patrick Mahomes, okay, that's fine. But he had he more at before this week. He had more yards, pass yards than Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady. He had a higher completion percentage than Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers higher passer rating than Lamar Jackson and more yards per attempt than Patrick Mahomes. Obviously that's going to change after this week. Cause today was not a great day for Teddy Bridgewater, but that's just to put that to bed. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. I'll, I'll, that, that's fair. Um, I mean, they're numbers. So, you know, you can't really argue with numbers, no matter how much you want to try, you cannot argue with numbers, numbers or numbers, numbers exist, numbers are real, etc. But yeah. Right. But I the, think the numbers... I think I don't think Teddy showed us who he is today. I just think he had a bad day. Well, I mean, it was a difficult day too. I mean, like honestly, I was 
the Panthers offensive line kind of like performed better than I would have expected. Cause I, I, I fully expected Bridgewater to get sacked more times than he did. Yes, so, I did too. Absolutely. So it's one of those things where it's like, he was under pressure the whole day and clearly the bears had some kind of key on what the Panthers passing concepts were going to be. Cause there were multiple times where Bridgewater had to run it on like third down just because he had nothing to go to. So kudos to the bears defense there, obviously. And you know, yeah. And I mean, it could have been a lot worse. The Bears shot themselves in the foot several times. Like they they picked off a pass once and it would have been a pick six, but they committed pass interference before the interception happened. So we didn't, you know, we kept possession that could have let the game get out of hand. Um, so, you know, I, I think all things considered, we came out of this better than we probably should have. But at the same time, I'm angry that we didn't win. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like a couple calls here and there and the Panthers get really beaten badly today, but also a couple balls here and there. The Panthers could have won this game. So it's like, you know, and I mean, those- I'll just, yeah, I, and I'll be honest, I f- I'm glad that I feel like this. It's been almost a year since we've been able to be mad that the Panthers didn't win. Right. Because, I mean, they've been pretty bad for a while. And it's been expected of them to lose um, since, what, week seven of of 2019 um, or so. So, I mean, I I like the fact that we can be upset that they they didn't beat the Bears today. Because that shows that they're, they're better than we thought. The other thing that I like too is that there there is no game this season where the Panthers weren't competitive. Yes, that is true. We have we're probably going to laugh about this next week, but we haven't been, we haven't been blown out yet. Um, but we play the Saints next week, and then four days later we play the Falcons again. So um, this may this may not age well. Yeah, but, that take but yeah, change. we we've looked good. We've looked competitive six weeks in and that's more than you can really ask for in a, a completely new coaching staff. You know, we're building this from the ground up. So being competitive and being at 500 or two positives that I will take all day. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I think we had some measured expectations going into the season. Then after Carolina won three straight games, then we had like higher expectations. And I think that this game kind of like pushed it back down to our measured expectations. Yeah. Um, we should be a little bit humble, hum- a little humbled. Now we should be back to that. We're going to win six games mindset because that's probably where we've been all along. And you know, it is what six it games is. Cause... is pretty good. Six games would be pretty good for this six team. Games, I mean, yeah, I mean, this they won five last year, so winning six would be great. The expectation for me right now is is winning between six and nine games, and I think that yeah. this like the random you know football plays where they change the the momentum of the game, those random like you know pick sixes, force fumbles, or like long touchdowns by guys like DJ Moore will will dictate the the difference between those six and nine wins. But overall, I mean, I, I can't be disappointed in, in Matt Rule's team just because, like, I didn't expect him to win three games, let alone, 
you know, compete in every single game they've had in the past six weeks. So, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you there. The exact same. I will take anything over five and 11, anything better than that will make me happy because I I'm with you. I didn't expect us to win more than three, four or five games. And if we manage to do that, that that's a success. I don't think we're a playoff team. I don't think we ever were a playoff team. So we have to count the little things. And like today, the little things, we only gave up 23 points. Uh, Seven of those were in the first drive where they started at our seven yard line. So I don't really count that one. It's like a punt return or whatever. The defense can't really, I mean, it's, they only, they didn't have to get a first down. So, um, it, it, little things like that. Jeremy Chin showed out today. Uh, he, he had, had his, his first, first career interception. Yeah, career. first yep. pick. Uh, he is more and more with every passing week looking like the steal of the draft, uh, like we predicted he probably would be when we drafted him. And, um, you know, Derek Brown made a couple of nice plays, and I, I'm just in that mode where I'm looking at things like that. I'm not looking at whether we won or we lost unless we're playing the Falcons um, because we should beat the Falcons because they suck. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm just looking at the little things, and I, I really like this team. I really like, even though we lost, I really like the direction we're going, and I really feel like this could end up being a positive because it's going to give them a taste of disappointment because you know they that this team is disappointed that they couldn't win this game. Yeah, my flat-out prediction right now is that I think Carolina will be in the playoff hunt. Like the Yeah, the we'll be at the bottom the of that graphic every week from about week 10 on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like they'll be, <laughs> quote-unquote, in the hunt for like almost the entire season until like, you know, probably so like week, week 15. 15 or so yeah yeah and that's that's a good thing like, yes even though people are going to be like oh well they should be able to they should be trying to go for the like top three draft picks but everybody on this team as far as like coaches new hires at least as far as like the new hires that matter like teddy bridgewater um you know they're they're all gonna learn from that from that and try to and uh um, you know, like push, push forward. And that those experiences will make them better. Like yes. this is not a team where it's, it's not like a dumpster fire, like the New York jets. Like, no, it's not no, like not sell, sell everything, get everybody out. Like you need to start over completely. Like this is not a team where they need to start over completely. What they're doing right now is establishing the building blocks for the future. And yeah. that's, that's a good thing because that means that they can be competitive next year, maybe even the following year, maybe the following oh, yeah. year. We're, they- we're going to add like $45 million. Well, it depends on how it adjusts because of COVID, but we're going to clear $45 million of dead money off of this year's salary cap. So we're going to be able to compete and I'll take every win we get this year. And I, I get it if you want us to lose every game so we finish 3 and 13 and we get a top 3 top 4 pick. I get that. That's fine if you want to feel that way, more power to you. I don't. I want to see them win. I would be more than happy with them going 13 and 3. I would be fine if they go 8 and 8. I just want to see them compete and play hard and don't quit. And that's 
I'll be happy with that. No matter where we pick in the draft, because a, I couldn't give two shits about the draft and B if your scouting department knows what they're doing, it doesn't matter necessarily where you pick in the first round because you'll get a good player. If you know what you're doing now, granted, granted you'll have less good to choose from the more you win. And there is an argument for wanting a top five or a top 10 pick, but you can get your guy at 16. Like we got Brian Burns at 16. You can get your guy in that 10 to 20 range. So just play hard and try to win. You touched on the exact point I wanted to hit on. Um, So I don't, I don't think at this point that the Panthers are like treating Teddy Bridgewater as a bridge quarterback at this point. Cause no, I don't either. I think they're treating him as a potential franchise quarterback. Right. So at that point, when you look at the draft last year, they got Brian Burns at 16 this year, they got Derek Brown. Like those are both good players at this point. Like, I don't think there's any, I, I don't think you can dispute that Derek Brown is a good player at this point. Like, so you can find really good talent there and build your team around it as long as you found your quarterback. And do I believe that Teddy Bridgewater is the next, like, do I believe he's going to be better than somebody like Trevor Lawrence? I don't know, but he's good for this team. Uh, he made, he made, he's been making throws all season that are pretty good. And, you know, obviously the shortened off season makes it difficult to really gauge because there's not as much chemistry as you probably would have developed with four preseason games and a whole off season. But overall, I've been really impressed with Teddy Bridgewater. I wasn't yeah. expecting him to come in and, you know, kind of make us, I, I don't want to say forget about Cam Newton, but he's been pretty he's- good where I'm not as mad about the Panthers letting go. Yeah, he has made it less less of a pain that we moved on from Cam Newton. And I agree with you. And I don't think, I I mean, obviously Trevor Lawrence is going to be a superstar um, provided he stays healthy. I mean, as much as I hate to admit it, the kid is dynamite behind under center. But I just... I don't want a losing culture anymore. I'm tired of, of being five and 11, six and 10, four and 12. I'm tired of that shit. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is only 27 years old. I mean, he, if he can stay healthy, he's got another 10 years left in, in him. So I'd say we just win as many games as possible. If we, pick eighth we pick eighth if we pick 16th we pick 16th let's just see what happens and go get them I mean there's plenty of good players coming out in the draft we don't have to pick a quarterback maybe we do pick a quarterback maybe Teddy is the bridge maybe they want Trey Lance maybe they want Justin Fields maybe they don't want Trevor Lawrence because we're not going to get him anyway because we're not going to be worse than Jets it doesn't matter at this point what we do the Jets are not going to win three games so you know, the number one pick is out the window. The only hope we can have if you want a top pick is that we get either two, three, or four, because we're not going to get number one overall. And the only other hope you have is if the Jets decide they want to keep Sam Darnold and they don't want Trevor Lawrence. And because it's the Jets, that is possible. Yep. But the Jets are probably going to start trading everyone that has a Jets uniform and even probably people that 
that just work in the building coming soon because the trade deadline's coming up. They're going to burn it down and just try to get the number one pick. So, you know, we might could get one of their defensive tackles like Quinnen Williams or somebody like that, or we might could even get Sam Darnold if we really wanted him. Um, Cause you know, they're going to burn it down anyway. Yeah. They're just, they're not a great team and it's, it's very nice to be on not that side of the, of the coin. As far yes, as being it's a so fan. much better. It's so much, it, it's, it's more enjoyable for me to do this job right now than it has been in two years because I don't feel obligated to watch them. Yeah. It's actually enjoyable to watch them and they yeah. put on competitive win or lose. Win or it's, lose. It's, it's fun to watch. And I hope that continues. Yep. The only thing, the only complaint I have is red zone performance, but yeah, yeah that's something that they can, that's something they can f- hopefully figure out after some trial and error. So but this is this was the really like this is the trial season for the Panthers. So, yeah, you know, there's really I, for me, like after winning three games, like I really can't complain whether they win zero games going forward or they win like six, seven, eight, maybe even nine games. You know, like for me, it's all just trial and error. It's just uh, the Matt rule trial f- trial flyer, I guess. Yeah, so. the free trial period. We haven't bought the subscription yet. Exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, today sucked. I wasn't happy about it, but at the same time, you know, it's yeah, it it's is week what it six. Is. It's week six of Matt Rule's te- uh, debut in the Carolinas and in the NFL. So, these losses are going to happen, and they were competitive at least. So, I can't be too about it. Yeah, same here. I mean, as long as they don't quit, I'm fine. And they're going to based on. The way they've been playing, at least since Christian McCaffrey will be back. So yeah, and we're we're still a tough ass football team. So hell yeah, ass team. So I don't know if you have anything else, but uh, I think no, we can I'm probably pretty end much here. done. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for checking in with the B and B reaction show. This is Brian and Brad, and we'll talk to you next week after hopefully the Panthers win. But maybe not it's it's against the saints i'd i'd really like even though even even if they don't win a single game this year other than playing the saints i would really enjoy watching them just beat the beating saints, them once especially, just especially, beat them once. especially the teddy bridgewater revenge game it would just be so fucking nice so yeah we'll be here to really gloat if they lose or i should say if the panthers beat the saints but if not we'll be here to give you our objective takes so Check in with us. We'll also have the Keep Sounding podcast later this week, and we'll continue our pregame and postgame coverage. So check us out. Stay tuned, stay safe, and stay healthy. Later, guys.